Welcome to Alphabet Flight. It's like Peter Marvel Journey, where I go through official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests uh, or two, and we talk about all the characters and worlds we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Art, and with me today are two people who are not a uh, problematic depiction of Arabic people <laughs> Jessica and Mike. I'm glad that I'm not a, a bad de- bad depiction of another racial stereotype. That would be pointy. yeah, um, but luckily that's not how people work, so that's even better. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna say, uh, yeah, there's some there's there's some not great stuff in here. Let's say that. Oh, but but yeah, we're talking about Arabian Night, who got a brief mention in the last episode. We're done with y'all. That name, man. It's a uh, hmm, hmm. Yeah. Well, it's it's Already it's night not, with a K. It's not with a K, so you know, it's cute. You know, it's cute. It's cute. It's cute naming. I mean, shit, obviously. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, Sherazad would like to have a word. Yeah. But uh but yeah, so um do you want to have a guess at what this person looks like? Probably head to toe in like white drapery of some sort. Oh. I think I remember okay. this character. If I remember right, he's just a trope of like the Middle Eastern, um, you know, kind of like stereotypical dude, like baggy pants, a turban. I think he has a vest, but no shirt. And then he has a flying carpet. Am I, am I in a scimitar? No. Okay. So, okay. You almost got it. No vest though. You know, it, it's hot boy summer, you know, sun's out, guns out. Okay. But yeah, but baggy pants, uh, red boots, like pirate sash. boots. Well, no, those aren't pirate boots. Those are just normal boots. Those are just normal boots. They're just shaded okay. weirdly. I see. But, I see. They look very pirate. Yeah, and the sash him. around his waist. Yeah, and and a golden scimitar, of course. And and by the way, it does have a flying carpet. So yeah, I hate it already. <laughs> yeah, but uh, his name is Abdul uh, Abdul Kumar. Uh, other alias is Arabian Night without the K. Well, that's just uh, lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Identity is secret. Um, occupation is chieftain, trader, covert operative, and adventurer. Um, citizenship is uh, Saudi Arabia. Place of birth is Aqaba, Saudi Arabia. Oh, no. Okay. His known relatives, Maya, Reina, and Amira wives. Vassal, uh, Hasim, sons, identified, unidentified son, identified ancestor deceased. So wait, this guy doesn't get a name, but we get to like, but he has like a whole family background. Well, well, he, it's, it's <laughs> Abdul Kum, uh, Kumar. So, oh, oh I'm sorry. You did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, at least his wives were named, I guess. <laughs> so wait, <laughs> they gave him multiple wives? Yeah. Multiple mm-hmm. wives. Three of them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean that it that is a part of of that culture, I guess, or at least that's how I've always seen it depicted. I don't know. Uh, he's I, mm. uh, uh, if part of uh, he was part of Pantheon and Desert Sword. Um, he has college degrees. They don't say 
how many. He just has college degrees. Okay. They don't say about what either. We just know he has more than one college degree. Could be associates and like five different things. Listen, he went to the University <laughs> of Phoenix, okay? It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he could be like me where he just decided to go back to school for a decade and wound up with multiple bachelors. Yeah. I'm 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 at the point where I'm just like, I can't afford to do a lot of stuff, so I might just pile on the student loan debt and go back to college. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so first showed up in Incredible Hulk issue 250 in 1980, The Monster, and the title and the cover has nothing to do with the Arabian Night. Um, hmm. You have the Silver Surfer and the Hulk, and they're fighting what seems to be a miniature Earth. Okay, wait, no, I'm not understanding. Okay, so it looks like the Hulk jumped up, did a swerve, did another swerve. It just just landed on the Silver Surfer's board, and when he landed, the Silver Surfer just it started blasting. Yeah, it's, that is a, an accurate description. Mm-hmm. Also, it looks like that Earth is too small or planet. Well, there's also a lot of other like weird planetoid shapes in the background, and there's a sun in the corner where I'm like, that's I'm not like, this how is too close small. We are. That's this is too small, even if it's in another place. Um, Listen, Marvel's always so good at depicting space and gravity and. Yeah, spatial awareness. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a cover. I don't know. It's one of those covers. The more you look at it, the more you have questions. But you know, that's fine. Yes, that. <laughs> uh, it's it's one of those things I see whenever you see like early Jack Kirby, uh, Jack Kirby, uh, covers for like Fantastic Four and Ant Man and stuff like that. Like it'd be like, wow, the the perspective is off just a little bit. And everyone's just a little bit too big or too small. Um, and it, you'll go half insane trying to make sense of it. I'm thinking of the, uh, I'm thinking of what with the, it was an Ant-Man cover with the human, with the human top on it. Or, and like, I could probably spend 20 minutes picking everything apart on that cover because every single place you look, it's just off just enough that it's like uncanny Valley. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, so during the 13th century, Abdul Kumar's, uh, desert nomad ancestor was chosen by Eastern magicians to fight Gog and Magog, demons summoned by the Egyptian sorcerer, uh, Nepet Shah, circa 1211 BC. After a prolonged battle, the nomad sealed the demons within a mountain tomb losing his mag- magical weapons there. So, uh, how did, wait, is Magog, okay, wait, am I misremembering, is Magog that one, uh, lizard-looking villain that Spider-Man fights sometime? It's like a big monster. I think it down so. Recently. I think so. That sounds familiar. But these also, I think these are just like the biblical Gog and Magog, but I'm fairly sure there is another monster called Magog. I only and remember I the one from fine. DC where he's like the dude with the golden armor and the horns. Yeah. There's also that one. I mean, it's a good name, I guess. Uh, okay. I'm trying to look that up real quick. Magog for, okay. It's nice that I decided to load slow right now. Um, oh, okay. Oh, it's man. It's Mangog. Oh, it's Mangog. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's, it's it's really real close. different. Yeah. I think this one is just the biblical demon 
things. Yeah, that's what but, I'm seeing too. Yeah, in uh, recent years, uh, Kumar, uh, while guiding archaeologist Hassan Karim to the tomb, he was met by the stranded Dr. Bruce Banner. Uh, Kumar and his family restored Banner's health, but Karim, an anti-Israel fan- fanatic, unleashed the demons. Uh, <sighs> I don't. I mean, that makes sense because at that point in time, Israel and the U.S. were real tight. Um, well, they're, they're, they, we are technically now as well, but also... Technically we are now, but like the thing is, is that there's a lot more very valid criticism towards Israel and the way that things are being handled. But like back there, then, like Israel was just kind of like, they could do no wrong, they were our ally. There's a, uh, um, there's a mutant called Sabra, who's like, like Israel's... Uh, you know, superhero. And in her, uh, in her entry, it mentions that her powers activated after uh, a terrorist attack on a school bus filled with Israeli children. They didn't mention who did it, but I guess Mm -hmm. I wonder who did it. (laughs) That doesn't feel, doesn't feel heavy handed at all. No, no, no. It's like whenever they mentioned the troubles, uh, and with, for, for Irish, Marvel character. I'm just like, hmm, you seem to be on the wrong side of history here <laughs> every single time. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm getting that vibe from this um, so far. Uh, but yeah, so Banner, uh, while Banner fought the demons as the Hulk, uh, uh, Kamar uh, discovered his ancestors' weapons and joined the battle as the Arabian Knight, ultimately burying uh, Gog and Magog in the tomb's rubble. When Kamar uh, began fighting crime throughout the Middle East. The crime lord Sheikh Abdul Harani had the Water Wizard uh, pit animated crude oil warriors against uh, Kamar. Oh, oh God! Okay. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> However, Water Wizard's nemesis, the Ghost Rider, and I know Johnny Blaze's legal name would have to be John Blaze. I refuse to read John Blaze as Ghost Rider. I refuse to call mm-hmm. John Blaze's Ghost Rider. It's Johnny Blaze. John is his. John is his. Uh, John Blaze is his uh, father who does accounting. <laughs> but Ghost Rider, uh, Johnny Blaze, uh, followed Harani and helped uh, Kamar defeat both the Wizard and uh, Harani's uh, organization. Uh, later, uh, Kamar and many other superheroes were forced to participate in a contest of champions raised by. Raged by the uh, cosmic grandmaster against death itself, as pawns death as pawns of death, uh, Kamar, Iron Man, and this is Tony Stark, Iron Man, and the Israeli. Oh, this is fun. Uh, the Israeli superhero Sabra was pitted against She-Hulk, mm. uh, Captain Britain, and Defensor. I know two of those three. Yeah, I don't remember who Defensor is. I don't know. I've never remember. heard of that character. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, but. Though uh, Kamar and Sabra disliked each other, uh, he nonetheless aided her in combat, ultimately winning the match. And why he sees the prize, why other prayer- players were defeated or distracted. Um, Earth's heroes were freed at the game's conclusion. Months later, Kamar joined Heroes Across the World at repelling the in the all-out invasion by the extraterrestrial uh, diorites. That was the that was the thing where kitty pride uh phased earth the entire earth 
So it wouldn't be like captured by the dire Waithering queen. Who, by the way, well, the males are are like all savage and like they like to kill people, and then the females dire wraith they like to use magic because. Well, and this would have been the time when <laughs> when Rom was still really popular, right? Like this was the yeah. early to mid eighties. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that checks out. Like they would have yeah. done a big thing with the dire wraiths because yeah. Yeah. But it's it's weird that they have two alien races where all the males are like super warlike and the females are like magical because they also did that with the Badoon. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's that's fun, I guess. Uh, Kamar used his uh, magical weapon sparingly thereafter, devoting more time to his family and business. However, when the demon of the dunes, presumably Martu, beset his village. He fought past a messenger of the desert gods, the supposed creators of his implements, to rescue his newborn son from possession and drive the demon away. Um, Kamar became an operative of the mysterious Pantheon and infiltrated the uh, mercenary desert sword, fighting U.S. operatives Freedom Force. That's not... Which Freedom that Force was this? Was this the one that Mystique was running? I'm fairly sure it was the one Mystique was running. I'm like 90% sure. Um, because I think that's the only Freedom Force team. I don't think that te- I don't think that uh, name was ever taken up by another group, as far as I remember. Uh, I thought it was. That's just because um, our friends, we were having a conversation with Rob and Guido over at Deer Watchers, and I think they referenced another Freedom Force if it if yeah it must have been if it must have been in a book that i'm not super familiar with then i only remember the the mutants hunting other mutants one um uh but uh but yeah so uh, soon after he encountered the mutated u.s soldier sandstorm who abandoned his anti-arab crusade after kamar defeated him and protected him from hostile locals however kamar clashed with his superior achilles over pantheon's non-intervention in eastern europe poss- impossibly leaving the organization um when a vast ugh, i don't like this next sentence when a vastly powerful mutant uh hummus sapien uh fought the redeemers he inadvertently drained the life force of 2400 people worldwide including kamar who fell to his apparent death was that hummus sapien i was gonna hummus. say <laughs> hummus sapien no no, like, like yeah. the spread. Why? <laughs> like the spread. Why? That doesn't. Wh- of all the things you could do, <laughs> this this <sighs> is the best. This is the best they had. Was how sapien? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. Uh. So yeah, he's five ten, brown eyes, black hair, weighs one seventy. Um, his scimitar could penetrate through almost can penetrate almost any substance as well as fire beams of concussive force. His virtually indestructible flying carpet, capable of exceeding 90 miles per hour at heights of 20,000 feet, can unwrap uh, component, components or roll into a battering ram. He wore a, a four-foot-long sash of the same material, expendable almost 10 times the length, as a lariat or whip, and he mm. was an accomplished sword fighter, horseman, and athlete. So, that's him. Do you want to say anything else before we go to trivia? I think there was another Arabian knight, like later on, who was yes, yeah, he's like a successor. And what something that I thought was cool was they basically 
they they rewove the carpet into the guy's like combat suit, so he just had the ability to fly, which I thought was actually very clever. But yeah, I don't cool. know much about him otherwise. Yeah, it not it doesn't really show up too much, but yeah, he does. He had a successor. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, let's do trivia. Hey, did you did, did you remember anything I just told you about? Um, who who was he fighting? In the contest of champions, uh, it was She-Hulk, Captain Britain, and Defensor. Yep, you got it. Where was the other team? Yeah, yeah, that was the other team. Yeah, he was on with uh, Tony Stark and Sabra, and they had to throw in a little geopolitics there with <sighs> with Sabra and him. Okay, I'm 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 done. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> Well, problematic uh, representation. I won't get to another problematic uh, representation for a little bit here. Mm, yeah, I have a little bit more until I have to until I have to uh, cringe a little bit to go through it. But um, but yeah. So what do y'all have to plug? Yeah. So we we host a show called Tencent Takes. Uh, you can find it on every podcast platform except for Spotify. We pulled it after they continued to promote voices that were advocating vaccine disinformation. Um, we take a look at weird, interesting, and silly moments in comic book history and talk about how those moments play into the larger fabric of pop culture and history. You can find us at tencenttakes at gmail.com, tencenttakes.com. And again, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we, except for Spotify, we do publish episodes uh, every other Thursday. Okay. So, yes, uh, my name is Art. I have another podcast called um, Over Innsmouth, where me and my friend read an H.P. Lovecraft story and uh, a released an audiobook if it's too boring racist. Right now, we're reading At the Mountains of Madness which is getting to the good part right now. Like, um, it's one of the longer ones and I'm kind of done. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm so glad we're getting done with it <laughs> soon. But, uh, but yeah, if you want to support me, go to patreon.com slash alphabet flight and throw me a dollar or two. You can also, if you feel like it, go to at alphabet flight on Twitter and Instagram. to see the people we're talking about as well as covers and, and panels and whatnot. Uh, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may country protect you through all of your night travels. Good night.